kids naturally pick up everything and start doing whatever they want on that paper, right? They don't think about it. They just enjoy it, the process. The outcome is the outcome. They don't mind that. They don't stop themselves from expressing themselves and from creating and having fun. And that's something that we uh, start letting go of as we grow up. I think we're all little artists that we just need to get in touch with them again. Hey everyone and welcome to the Academy Podcast with the number one international best-selling author and multi-award winning success and life coach, Camille Shah. I want to thank each and every one of you for taking this opportunity to grow together with me, Camille Shah, and my guests on this program. Each episode of the Academy Podcast is filled with insights and wisdom from my guests, which I believe can have a profound impact on the way we live our lives. Without further ado, let's dive in. Firstly, before we move on to this episode, I want to give a massive shout out to all of you tuning in and for your great feedback so far for the podcast uh, the Academy podcast, as you know, is new, but already we're reaching out to so many people across the globe. And uh, I'd love to hear your feedback and review. In fact, I want to share some of them with you right now. So Queenie uh, says, I listened to it at the right time because I have been thinking a lot of what, how, and when will I get few things done? Now, number one, the breathing exercise and visualizing things around me was a brilliant idea as it made me live in the moment and feel it. Posting this as I want all my people to stay happy this holiday season. We all have had a lot to deal with the pandemic, losing our loved ones, losing jobs, people suffering. Now it is time to feel the moment. There is always something nice and beautiful with us and around us. Thank you so much for this, Camille. Thank you so much, Queenie, for leaving that feedback. And I hope uh, it resonates with all of you listening in. I want to give a massive shout out to Anita Wu, who also left a review for the Academy podcast. Uh, she says, a heartwarming reminder, a wonderful podcast that reminds you of how precious life is, the simple things we take for granted, and how each of us is a role model in our own right. Oswald's bravery living with cerebral palsy and overcoming daily challenges makes me want to carpe diem with a new lens. So thank you so much, Nita Wu. Thank you so much, Queenie. And to all of you, keep the reviews coming in. I'd love to hear from you and what you think of the Academy podcast. And now to this week's episode. Hello and welcome to the Academy podcast with Camille Shah. Uh, first and foremost, I hope you are doing well wherever you are tuning into this session. The next, uh, I guess, over half an hour is going to be an awesome, awesome experience because I have, like I said, a good friend of mine joining me on the podcast today. Uh, joining me today is Mary Lucy Hernandez Rivera, uh, better known as Lali, uh, who is an artist and an art teacher passionate about all things handmade. A rebel at heart, Lali went to learn all different mediums of art, from mosaic to analog photography, drawing, painting, jewelry, lithography, ceramic sculpture. She's done it all, okay? Uh, she's also obtained a bachelor's degree in art history with high honors. 
Lali is a true example of the healing powers of art making and the creator of My Heart's Remedy. In her chapter, Confia, Lali talks about how she was able to transform her life after losing both parents by age 30 and surviving an abusive relationship while being pregnant with her first child. She blossomed into her authentic self through arts and the continuous reflection, acceptance, forgiveness, and nurturing of her relationship with herself and the great spirit. My Heart's Remedy was born from her realization that art indeed was her heart's remedy to heal all the loss and trauma she's experienced. Through workshops and art classes, she's touched the lives of many, from children to seniors. She is on a mission to continue helping others express themselves and change their stories one art piece at a time. Most recently, Lali became an international best-selling author with the co-authored book, Authentic, Courageous Humans Who Changed Their Lives by Rewriting the Story, when it hit number one on the Amazon charts across the globe. Welcome, Lali. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you, Camille. Thank you for having me here. I am super excited and happy, but mostly honored to be here. So thank you. Thank you again, Ladi, for saying yes to, to, you know, to join this uh, podcast. And um, just to remind folk who are tuning in, uh, mm -hmm. I'm based in Dubai right now. Where are you uh, joining from? I am joining from Puerto Rico, which is a small island in the Caribbean. Um, and I am from here, actually. I'm Puerto Rican. Super awesome. So again, you know, the, the power of technology that we are continents apart, yet we are able to communicate and uh, express our, um, you know, love for, you know, all things great. Yes, yes. And see each other. Absolutely. It's amazing. It's amazing. Thinking. So Lali, That's again, um, I want to bring you in uh, right now. Uh, I mentioned there in the introduction that you are now a best-selling author, international best-selling author with the book Authentic. And you've written a chapter which I have read, and it's a super powerful chapter um, because the start of it, it starts right from the word go. Uh, and I, I, I'm really, um, you know, touched by what you've written. I don't want to give oh. too much away. Again, because I want people to go ahead and buy the book, uh, Authentic, Courageous Humans Who Change Their Lives by Rewriting Their Story, available on Amazon in digital and paperback format right now, right? Yes, yes. Well, and it's across okay. the globe. So all Amazon sites, uh, go ahead and purchase the book because uh, yeah, Lali's chapter is, yeah, absolutely. Lali's chapter is, <laughs> is, is, is really powerful. Again, it's too much of me talking right now, so I want to bring you right in, Lali. Okay, um, That's so Lali, right. tell us a little bit about your journey. Yes, well, um, like I said, I'm from Puerto Rico. I'm currently 34 years old, and I'm a mother. Um, but before becoming a best-selling author, which I'm still, you know, trying to grasp in my head, um, I've been an art teacher and an artist also, and I have done many other jobs. I was inspired to write this chapter because the title of the book inspired me to tell this story because um, up until now, I hadn't realized how much work I had done on myself to be able to overcome those situations. And uh, the chapter was basically a way for me to analyze it 
to put it in writing, which makes it so different than being in your head, right? Um, and to actually organize it and see what, what theme was there, what I actually did to get there. So it was a really, it was a great experience to write that. But before that, I was a student also, and I traveled the world. I've always been passionate about learning uh, new cultures, uh, meeting new people, and I am fortunate enough to be bilingual and be able to speak with, with people who speak English. And that's uh, a blessing in itself because that way I can share with others uh, the same passion that I have for, for life and traveling and art and everything. Um, so art has always been a main theme in my life in all its forms, in, in music, in dancing, in writing, in painting. And I feel super grateful and blessed that I'm able to, to do this as a living. That's uh, really great. Thank you for sharing that, Ali, because um, again, mentioned in the, in the introduction that you have used art as a healing force in dealing with what you have dealt with in the past. How, how does art you know, now play a role in your daily life? Well, and right now in my daily life, other than the commissions that I'm doing that I have to exercise, you know, being creative and sketching and painting and all that, um, it really helps me to keep my mind clear, to put everything in perspective, because as I, as I doodle in my sketchbook, I call it, as I doodle in my sketchbook, I not only draw figures that come into my mind or that I dreamed of, I also start writing phrases or words that come into my head um, at the moment that I'm writing. Like the name, My Heart's Remedy, it actually came from me drawing and doodling in my sketchbook. It, it was like that, uh, that download that it just printed in my head, like you need to write this down. So in my day-to-day is helping me to stay calm, uh, stay centered, because the times, uh, like everybody knows, have been so unpredictable, so difficult, many losses and many changes that we were not prepared for. So during this time, it has been the tool that has kept me going, basically. It really has. It really has. And um, also, not only writing or doodling, art is also music and dancing and all those things. And... <laughs> I love to dance in my room at night just before going to bed because I need to like get out all the energy and everything that went through the the day. And that's a way for me to relax and just um, connect with myself. And once I'm done with that, I I can sit and meditate or just lay down and then go go to bed. So dancing has been another thing that has kept me going. (laughs) And the music, of course. But yeah, I, I, I love that. Uh, and I, I, I resonate with that because I've, uh, you know, just to give you a, a bit of um, background, I've, I've had a conversation recently about this particular topic, the power of art um, as compared to, you know, writing for me is also a form of art, uh, poetry. We've had conversations mm-hmm. with, uh, with Oswald, another friend of ours who is a poet, yeah. another kind of form of art physical arts you know things like you know sculpting you know painting things that that you know is is beyond words um i find that fascinating because 
again, I'm, I'm talking about my own background coming from architecture and art. So I think, you know, we, yeah. we, we understand each other, the power and significance of that art plays in our lives. You, you mentioned about, you know, just being yourself and being authentic by, by using art as a, as a form of expression. How does that, for the, for the people listening, what's your take on art being a remedy uh, mm-hmm. to bring people to a state of calm and peace? Especially in the, the the times that we have nowadays, you know, things are quite, you know, I find find things are quite hard and harsh. So, how do you? What's your take on, on art's role in that in that sense? Yeah, well, I think that the people that were doing art and not that much, the artists or people that were drawn to art before the pandemic, were definitely going back to it, <laughs> to crafting or painting or creating because mm. we were all stuck in our houses, right? Um, mm but also the ones that maybe did not know anything about art uh, took on a new hobby because they, they realized when I'm home, um, it wasn't mentally safe to be watching the news all the time. Mm, <laughs> so absolutely. creating something and keeping your mind busy so that um, you could stay uh, stable, you know, um, and this time was something that I'm, I'm pretty sure helped a lot of people get through this time. I know of uh, friends who I studied with and they studied art with me, uh, that they, after they left college or they left high school, they never touched uh, a book or something, uh, a sketchbook or a painting, a canvas. And during the pandemic, they started painting and drawing again. Um, And of people who thought they had no artistic talent, who mm. actually said, oh, I'm going to try uh, kneading and see what, how that goes. And they actually enjoyed it and saw that there was something good there. So uh, I think it's played a really big role, especially because we have, we, we were, we had to be stuck in our houses. So what else could we do? We, do, we had to get creative, you know? Absolutely. And I think that that's, uh, you've, you've uh, explained that really well there, um, the power of, uh, of art. And for me, you know, just looking at art, I mean, you don't really need much. You know, one of the blockers that I find people people say is, that, oh, I need to be creative first and foremost, or I need the right equipment to be creative. But in fact, mm-hmm. you know, you look around your house, um, there's so many things that we can we can just use and just just use as art, uh, you know. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm pretty sure we all have paper and tape and scissors and glue in our house, uh, maybe crayons from your kids, um, pens, you can draw with pens and pencils, of course. So there's, there's definitely things to, to go around, like you say. And something that I have always loved doing is repurposing garbage, <laughs> like recyclables, making things with uh, cardboard and stuff like that. So, there's always something that you can grab and do with it. Just, um, you just have to allow yourself to, to, to go for it. Because like you said, some people, they, they don't, they feel intimidated because they might feel like they don't have the skills or they need to know something or they need to practice or learn. And um, I think we're all artists. You know, when we're kids, kids naturally pick up everything and start doing whatever they want on that paper, right? They don't think about it. They just enjoy it, the process. They're not thinking about, oh, is this going to look like a sun or like a tree like I'm trying to? No, they just enjoy the process of doing it. And the outcome is the outcome. They don't mind that. But they, they don't 
they don't stop themselves from expressing themselves and from creating and having fun. And that's something that we uh, start letting go of as we grow up. I think we're all little artists that we just need to get in touch with them again. So, yeah, I'm just lucky enough that I continue being an artist <laughs> and doing it and studying it and now doing it more um, because I realize I don't want to leave this. Like, I don't want to stop playing like a little kid, you know? <laughs> That's, that's a great way of looking at it. Um, I, I like what you said about, you know, when you look at kids and they're just enjoying the process. Uh, they're not too concerned about the outcome, but they can, they're, they're just in the moment and enjoying the process. And, um, you know, I think about my own kids and I watch them play and uh, you, you just sit and watch and they're just, they're just playing. They're just creating stories after stories. And, um, yeah. you know, even when they're doing art, um, you, you mentioned that, you know, again, be, being a dad and, you know, um, with my wife, we, you know, almost every second day we have to prepare stuff for them to take to school, to do art. You know, this week we have to yeah. bring, you know, egg cartons or, you know, uh, new <laughs> rolls and, you know, all that stuff. It's, it's nice in a sense to be able to connect with those things and have that conversation with them and, and ask, yeah. so what did you make today? It's nice, like you say, that, you know, you, we, we are able to reconnect with our, our childhood, you know, our own inner child uh, and yeah. not to be, I guess, intimidated or ashamed for the fact that, you know, I'm a big mm-hmm. kid. I'm okay with it. And you, 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 you just said it there that you are, you know, you feel, you know, you're, you're, you're a kid and, and that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big kid. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's great. I, I love that. I love that because I, I kind of feel I... like nowadays people have mm-hmm. that stigma of, you know, we have, you know, when you're grown up, okay, that was a kid. Now I have to be you know, a grown up and yeah. uh, why not, you know, why not just continue being a kid? Exactly. Exactly. They know what to do. <laughs> We're just because I mean it's a pity. It's true that what you say that people see it as a phase. That childhood is just a phase. But if you look at it, um, when we go to therapy, or <laughs> um, yeah, when we go to therapy to to try to fix ourselves, the most things that we touch about and touch are our childhood. That's how important childhood is. And to neglect your child, your inner child, is like neglect your own your own self because honestly being an adult having so many responsibilities deals work you know that is not that fun if you think about it what is fun is playing what is fun is running around um is exploring is being curious um is expressing is dancing you know it's all of, all of the things you said that your kids do i also see that with my my daughter and she's an only child so she plays by herself most of no most of the time i play with her but not every time so I can see her talking to her different imaginary friends all the time. <laughs> and she makes like the best games that I've seen. Um, but by looking at her, I get reminded all the time of how important it is, it is for us to play and be with her in her child all the time too. Um, not take things too seriously, um, being detached of the outcomes because what I told you about the kids, I learned it when I was an art teacher. I would see that they would just, you know, I would tell them, okay, we're going to do this and that. And it would end up being something else, but they had fun and they enjoyed it and they're less happy. And some of them even broke their art pieces afterwards. And I was so surprised and also like, what? 
But that teaches me detachment, detachment from the outcome, you know, um, that the important thing was, was the journey, was the process, not, not what, it, what it ended up being. So um, I think kids are definitely our teachers. If you see them, like you said, um, they can dance and sing and all of that. And all of that is art. Like art is in us. We just need to express it and find the way that we like to express it. Because like you said, um, writing is art. I totally believe it. Uh, because when you read a book or a poem, you get transported somewhere else. And when you make art, you're being transported somewhere else. That's the amazing thing about art. You can recreate something that is in your head or you dreamed um, or you felt and make it in a tangible visual way that others can also get inspired or uh, feel the same way or get identified. So yeah, I, I think art is, it is a remedy. <laughs> I think everybody should try it. And I think um, that the best gift you can give yourself is to express yourself, your true self, and not put any limits to it. Yeah. Love what you said there about um, being detached from the outcome. We mentioned that just now when watching kids play and the, the detached from the outcome. Um, mm-hmm. For me, that that is quite powerful because nowadays, especially nowadays, I feel that people, you know, a lot of people are attached to especially material things, um, mm-hmm. and that attachment to something physical, for me. You know, if if you look at it in the long term, I, I take a view that you know material things will come and go. You know, things yeah. things will eventually break down. They they will not last forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I used to be like that. I used to kind of. I'm not saying uh, you know I don't value material things. I do value them, but now I'm able to detach myself from them, and and that mm-hmm. plays a role in my emotions. Whereas before. Yeah you know, something breaks, you know, I get really upset and, and uptight and anxious. And now I'm going to feel, well, it's, it was, you know, it's, it's done its job. It's time to move on. You know, maybe we can reappropriate mm-hmm. it in a different way. You know, you talk about recycling, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, can we, can we use yeah. it in a different way? So that's where kind of creativity for me comes in. You know, you start to think about, you know, um, it, you, you mentioned curiosity and I, I love that. You mentioned, you know, a few minutes ago about being curious about things. So mm-hmm. if, you, if you try to blend those two things together, when things break, you know, when you're mentioning about your students, they take their artwork home and then they, they break them. And, you know, as a parent, you might say, you know, why did you break, why did you break your artwork? It's so beautiful. But then, you know, as a child, you're like, wow, I want to see how, how, how else I can, you know, maybe take the bottom and put it on the top and, you know, start to experiment mm-hmm. with things. I, I love that. I love that you mentioned all these things about curiosity, being detached from the outcome, and the fact that we are yeah. all artists and, and that's really powerful to powerful reminder for everyone listening that, you know, you are artists, uh, inner yes. artists. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You have art in you always, always, because, um, you can always see that the way we express ourselves, the way we present ourselves in the world, um, it's all art too. The way we dress up, how we do our hair, uh, how we move when we speak, the words that we choose, that's, that's all related to art, if you look at it. So, yes, we're definitely all the artists. I believe it, and I have no doubt about it. 
And like you said about the kids and um, them being curious, um, that's something what, that we also lose when we grow up, and that's uh, being seeing all the other possibilities. Sometimes we just get stuck in one thing and we don't see the forest, you know, when we see the super forest. And so kids are not like that. And so they see many possibilities and, and they, they explore them all. So that's something else, that's something that I, I believe we should keep doing when we're grown up as well. Because, I mean, if we get to focus on one thing, we might miss what the lesson is there and how we can enjoy the journey to get there. And also we can get disappointed if the outcome is not what we expected. And maybe the outcome could have been different if we would have seen the other possibilities. So yes, it's, it's all a game, a game of realizing what you can offer, what you have inside and what you can do for others. That's brilliant. I love that. I love that. Um, Lali, I, w- I want to bring it back to your chapter in Authentic. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, we got carried away no, with the art. I, I love it because uh, that's the foundation, right? That's the foundation because uh, that's where you are now. Yeah. So uh, let's, if you don't mind, we can trace back, you know, how did this love for art or kind of your involvement with art come about? Because in the chapter, you mentioned a lot of, uh, a lot of the, the things that have happened to you, yourself and the people around you, the, uh, the people that you love, how things have panned out. So yes, yes. Well, I talk in the chapter about how I started liking art since I was a child, about my daughter's age. She's five years old now. And um, I just, I liked it because I got involved with it because my sister was five years older. So she never wanted to play with me. So I was basically by myself and I saw it as a way to get entertained. And my parents, both of my parents were very artistic as well. They did not live of art. Um, unfortunately, but we had materials here of art. And I would also see them doing something of art. So crafts mostly. They didn't paint or draw. They just made crafts. I was the one that learned how to draw and paint and all of that. So they definitely inspired me to, to do art. And when they saw that it was something that I liked a lot, that I didn't express it verbally, but they saw me doing it all the time, they decided to put me in a, in a school, in a high school that was specialized in art, visual art. So I studied from seventh grade to 12th grade art. And then when I graduated, I went to college and I studied art again. <laughs> but the art history, because I wanted to know where it came from, you know, and um, the artists that came before us and the movements and the types of art and all of that. And I loved it very much. And actually, I fell in love with architecture because of, of that. Um, but coming back to it, art, yes, I, I, it started there. So, and it continues, thank God. <laughs> I, I really have to say that my parents were a very big inspiration. I felt like um, now, um, when they passed away, I felt like I was fulfilling their dreams of being an artist. And that, that's why I also want to continue doing art and hopefully be able to live from art the rest of my life because I know they couldn't. And they, I'm pretty sure they wanted to. I'm sure that was a dream of them because that's what called their hearts too. So, so yeah, that's how all the art thing began. But I also talk in the chapter about how it helped me to overcome 
uh, certain the most you know difficult moments in my life, uh, like when I lost my mother when I was almost a teenager, and my father he also passed away during when I was four months pregnant, and I truly believe that if it wasn't because I was analyzing and expressing myself and integrating what I was learning through the visual and tangible aspects of art, I wouldn't have come this far and I wouldn't be here because I did have very low periods in my life where I almost wanted to disappear. And if it wasn't because I kept journaling, I kept writing and doodling, whatever was coming. And sometimes I also say it in the chapter, sometimes my art wasn't pretty. Sometimes what I was writing or drawing was, I, was disturbing. It wasn't always, you know, colors and flowers. It was, it was really horrible because that's how I felt inside. But if I didn't put that on paper, you know, if I didn't express it, it was going to eat me. <laughs> it was going to suffocate me if it stayed inside of me. So I didn't paint all the time. For example, I didn't create sculptures all the time. I wasn't taking pictures all the time, but at least I never, I never stopped writing. I never stopped doodling. My sketchbooks are just doodles with some figures and writing, you know? So that's why I always, uh, I'm, I'm so, I'm like, I'm such an advocate of keep expressing yourself, you know, like keep doing art because it, it is powerful. It is powerful. And art therapy is, I mean, it's scientifically uh, proved that art can help people with mental illnesses and depression and all of that and going through terminal disease and all of that. And but art therapy started in 1960. It's, it's pretty new, but I'm pretty sure all the artists before art therapy became an education, uh, something you can study and you that too. Um, so I think everybody's able to heal through art. They don't have to study or go to an art therapist, although I do encourage that too. <laughs> but they can definitely, if they don't have the means to get to an art therapist, they, they, they can do it themselves. They just need to be willing. And if it's just a notebook and a piece of paper that you have, then that's all you have. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that, uh, Lali. I know, I know it is, it is um, sometimes quite challenging and difficult to, to bring up past um, you know, memories and, and emotions, um, recalling and recounting those moments. But what I take from what you've mentioned in the last few minutes are uh, really encouraging because you, you talk about um, the process of healing, the process of healing and honoring what your parents, in my right in saying, could not fulfill. So you're honoring them by, by doing this. And I think that's one of the most powerful ways of healing yourself, healing, healing from, you know, past, uh, I guess, you know, getting closure. I think a lot of people mentioned about honoring the things that couldn't have been done by, by, you know, the people that you love. Uh, so you, you, you take that and, and, and do it. I guess it's a process of healing for yourself as well. Art, again, I, I want to come back to art because art for me, again, is is very universal um one of my best if i if i can share one of my best artists i would say is mark rothko i love rothko paintings only because every time i go back to a particular rothko painting i see something different and that's what i love about art is that 
Yeah. Different people can take it differently. They can interpret the art differently. And that's, that's why it's universal for me. The colors, the emotion. I start to imagine different, different scenes uh, in that kind of blurred, you know, just two-tone, you know, colors and that yes. kind of the haziness. <laughs> I create something from that haziness in my mind. And I love wow. that. I love, I love that kind of uh, process. No, I love that too. I love that too. And thank so for you, yeah. uh, who, who are your kind of um, uh, you know, favorite artists or who are you inspired by? Yeah, well, I would have to say that, and I, it might sound cliche, <laughs> especially now that there's an exhibition going around the globe, um, but Van Gogh has always inspired me. And I, I actually have a mosaic that, that I did mixed with ceramics of the serenite that I did when I was 12, 13 years old. So that's how much I, I loved him since before he was famous because there was no, not much internet, you know, going around. Mm. So, but I always feel connected to the, the, the way that he, he painted with the strokes being very defined, the way he missed the colors, how he saw things. Like they were always moving and they actually are. <laughs> he was able to see something that most people couldn't. It, um, unfortunately, he was very misunderstood and he died the way he did and it's very unfortunate but i also feel very not only drawn to the beauty of his artwork but also i also identify a lot with him um, for the the things that he has to endure how misunderstood he was for the mental illness illness that he had because it is a stigma sadly to this day um, having a mental mental illness sorry so i did not know his life before when I started liking him, I only liked him for his, his art. But when I found out more about him, I, I realized, oh, that's, that's why I connect with him so much, you know? And um, someone that also has inspired me a lot, and she is a writer, was a writer. Uh, she wrote poetry, is from Puerto Rico, and she, her name was Julia de Burgos. And Julia de Burgos, for me, has written the most beautiful poetry I have read from a woman ever. <laughs> and she has inspired so many people, um, even from outside Puerto Rico, because her poetry has gone around the globe too. And she also was very misunderstood and dry, died in a very tragic way. And it's, it's ironic how these two amazing artists that were so incredible, we're not appreciated in their time, but now they're legends. Yes. Um, and it, it was because of what, how they were, how they, the things they did and all of that. But um, I'm, also, I'm also sure that Van Gogh and Julia de Burgos use art in the same way that I do and the same way that I think we, we all should and it's to, um, to help us express. So they, those are my two artists that, Beautiful. I, that I carry with me. Yeah. Thank beautiful, you. beautiful. Now, again, <laughs> what, what you mentioned there is, is about the legacy that they they leave uh, leave behind uh, for people like us who are now, even our, the next generation, to to discover their work and to uh, you know to analyze and assess and see the significance of their work. Uh, I guess that's where you know great artists they out you know their art their work outlive their current life in this life. Um, yeah. And that's a legacy yeah. that that you know, they leave behind. You know, I'm truly grateful for all these people to have had the chance to be on this 
planet right now because we mm-hmm. get to to go back and learn from them more, most importantly yes we live in a lucky time even though it's we're it's an unfortunate time because of this hard uh conditions and changes that we might not like but i think we live in a really lucky time because we're able to share things that we were not able to do before like we can Remember when we had CDs and we had to have a CD player to listen to only 12 songs? And now we have a device that plays a thousand songs, if you like. It's like, that's mind-blowing for kids this age. They don't know. But <laughs> for us, it's like, wow. Or when we had to go to the radio and, and record in the cassette. And the cassettes, like, so, yeah. So we could yeah. listen Mixed to the song later. Uh-huh. So retro. <laughs> Yeah, so it is a, a lucky time. I think it's, we have um, many things to be grateful for and to, and to use in our advantage. Absolutely, absolutely. Lali, I want to come back to my heart's remedy. You mentioned yeah. that in the book and, and how that came about for the benefit of people tuning in. If you don't mind just giving us a bit of a background of my heart's remedy and what is it and you know, how did it come about? Yes, well, my heart is somebody, like I mentioned, it came to me while I was doodling and writing in my sketchbook. And it was because I, wa- I needed to put a name on the things that I was doing because I knew it all had uh, a thread. You know, everything that I did, the, the workshops with the kids, the workshops with the seniors, um, being an art teacher, doing my own artwork, the way I have used art as a means of sustaining my mental and emotional self and spiritual self, um, I knew there had to be a name for it. <laughs> and I wanted to make make something out of it, like try to uh, bring the, all those together. And so that's where the name came from, My Heart's Remedy, because even if it's a painting that I'm doing or an illustration that I'm posting on Instagram or a workshop that I'm doing for kids, it's it's all related. <laughs> and uh, it has consisted of that workshop for kids uh, that I've done individ- um, individually. And the artwork that I've been doing on the past few years that have been very vulnerable for me. <laughs> Most of them have been actually, uh, I, I feel like I'm, you know, exposing myself. That's the word in it. But I felt like I had to put that out there so that other people could see it and maybe relate and feel like they were not alone. So that's how my heart remedy came about. Like I felt the need to put out there what I was making for myself in the solitude of my room, you know, um, so that other people could see that they're not alone. Because I'm pretty sure I used to be alone too. And what helped me was seeing other people telling their stories and realizing, oh, that person gets me, or that person went through something similar, and I aspire to be like that, you know? So yeah, that's, that's how my heart's remedy came. It's been, it's been very challenging, like, uh, to be so vulnerable, and even the book, for me, I was like, oh my gosh, should I do this, should I not? Um, and it was a process for me to release that, and and say, you know, it, it, it will be what it has to be. And I'm pretty sure good things will come out of it, even though I'm really scared and I don't want to do it, you know, because it's, it's a lot of information, you know. Um, but 
being authentic and being vulnerable, uh, I think are the most beautiful things you can do, like to give your humanity to your, your authentic self, to be vulnerable, which is a strength, not a weakness. And so I got the courage to, to finally put a name on it and start putting those things out there. And it was beautiful to receive that, that feedback, uh, that good feedback of, oh, um, you're so brave and I, I admire you for saying those things and thank you for saying what I couldn't say because I also went through the same thing and I'm still afraid to say it, you know. Thank you for being my voice, basically. So, and good things came. I was very pleasantly surprised and humbled. So I, I keep believing that, yes, you should keep being authentic and you should keep being vulnerable because the real people, your, your people will get there, you know, and they will get you. Thank you for, for sharing all of that, Lali. Um, yeah. And you've explained that quite nicely there. You know, you talk about healing oneself in the process of um, helping others. So you, when you help others, you not only you do two things, you help others and you actually help yourself in this case through healing. Um, And, you know, thank you for for doing what you do, Ladi, because, you know, like you're saying, you just have to put it out there and, and someone will pick it up. You you might not know who, yeah. when or why, uh, but someone will pick it up and you will make a difference. The, the step that you, you've taken is you've actually said, look, I'm going to be brave. I'm scared to, to share it, but my intention is I want to help people and I'm going to get the courage, uh, title of the book, you know, to be courageous and be authentic. Mm-hmm. And yeah. somebody else is going to pick that up and you're going to change somebody else's life by just taking that courageous step. So thank you for, for doing that, Nadi. Yes. Of course. Thank you, Kami. Thank you. And I have to say that I read your chapter and I loved it. I love the way you express yourself. I love the way you compared, you know, the architectural elements to the foundations of life. It was amazing. So I do um, want to tell everyone, get the book because you will really enjoy the chapters you will really fall in love with the authors and i'm sure that you're going to get incredible knowledge and wisdom out of it absolutely and i i second that you know if you let if you're tuning in right now um the book is out in digital format and paperback across all amazon sites uh, globally authentic uh, um, courageous humans who change their lives by rewriting the story is out in this international number one bestseller and awesome and, and Lali's mentioned there are 21 different authors in there with 21 different stories inspirational authentic and thanking thanking everyone because like I say you know it will help people out there um, Lali we are coming up to uh, almost the end of the podcast but before we move on to the final segment if you don't mind I I love your background there I'm looking at you if you're, if you're listening on Spotify at the moment or kind of a podcast you, you won't be able to see but if you're watching on YouTube you, you'll see what I mean I love that photograph up there it, it, uh, is that is that your your daughter? Oh uh, yes, I have a picture of my daughter at the beach when we celebrated her first birthday. She was Moana. Oh, nice! <laughs> um, she was dressed as Moana. I have also um, a little quadro, a frame that says "You are loved." So I always remember myself of that. 
and that is uh, my plants. And I have a drawing that I did of my uter uterus, actually my womb. Yes. Um, it's a very expressive, a lot of uh, intensity, colors and all of that, because that's, this is our center of creation mm -hmm. for women. We create life in our womb. And that's how I wanted to depict it. So. I love that. I love that. You know, it is a process, you know, going back to art, you know, it is expressive. Uh, and like you mentioned, it is what it is. It is your emotions uh, manifesting itself and you, you're expressing it externally. And that's the beauty of art. You allow yourself to whatever you're feeling, whatever the emotions to express yourself. And when it's in front of you, you you you're able to have that conversation. And I think that's where... Mm -hmm the beauty of art is that you have that conversation externally yeah. rather than keeping it inside and, you know, things festering, you are able to put it in front of you and say, look, okay, fine. This is the way I feel today, or this is the way I feel the next day, but that's what I have. Uh, and I, I, you know, I truly believe that's a form of, of, um, of, of therapy in a sense mm -hmm. that you are healing yourself Definitely. by expressing yourself. Definitely. Yes. You said it perfectly. Yes. That's what it is. <laughs> okay, Lali. Um, just a quick one before we move on to the final final section. Uh, how do people connect with you? Oh, of course. <laughs> well, they can find me on Instagram at um, at my heart's remedy, and I also have a website which is myheartsremedy.com, and the Facebook page is the same, my heart's remedy. So they can find me on Instagram and my website. Yes. Awesome. And if people want to, uh, I guess, you know, because you you have these classes that you you teach, uh, can they do it online, virtually uh, with you? You know what? I've been um, contemplating it because I've been asked that before. So I am considering doing it, doing them online. But that would be mostly probably individually, not a bunch of people. But yes. Awesome. If I do, or when I do, I will say it um, on Instagram. Definitely announce it there and my website. So, absolutely. So, in, in the first instance, just connect with Lali. Just connect with her, and then you know you never know where the conversation might take you. Uh, and it's yeah. all for for a good intention. The the book again, I forgot to mention the book. All proceeds, all the authors, including Lali and myself, yeah. have mm -hmm. agreed that all proceeds. Uh, from the book will go to Elimu Girls, which is a charity to help uh, disadvantaged teens, uh, girls in Malindi, Kenya, uh, to provide them with boarding and also a program to teach them sewing so that they can live a better life. They can actually you know, take ownership of their life by, you know, by learning and applying that uh, to become entrepreneurs. So we've, mm -hmm. we've all agreed that all the proceeds. So when you buy the book, you're helping somebody else. So help us help yes. more people by buying the book. Okay. So that's, yes, that's yes. I just want to remind people. Mm -hmm. That's one of the most important things. Yes. <laughs> okay. Lali. So we are coming up to the last segment of the, uh, the podcast. And this is a fun one. This is Aww. a fun, fun one. <laughs> I'm sad. It's over already. Okay. Yes. Yes. I'm ready. I, but again, this this has been super awesome. You know, I I, I think yes. we barely scratched the surface with this conversation. Um, yeah. We hopefully we can revisit this conversation once people have read the book, uh, engage with it, 
they might have comments and queries and we might have another session where you might be able to kind of answer some of the questions from the book. Uh, but for the time being, we are limited with the time that we have at the moment. I'm going to go with the quick five questions for you. Yes, I'm ready. Go for it. <laughs> awesome. So Lali, the first question is, what is your favorite word? The one that I got tattooed, Confia. And oh, that's the wow. name of my chapter. Yeah. Ali's got a tattoo on her uh, right chest. Yeah, the right side. Uh, the collar, collarbone, right, right collarbone. Yeah, the collarbone. Uh, confia. Confia. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's in Spanish, but I won't say what it means because you need to read the chapter to find out what it means. <laughs> okay. That, that's, a, that's a great, great, uh, great tip there. So get the book, understand what confia means in relation to Lali's chapter. Awesome. Question number two. What are you currently reading or listening to? Oh my God, so many things. I'm actually reading my birth chart. <laughs> I bought a book about that. But the other one that I have it right here is this one. I had it all the time. And it's from Alan Cohen. And it's amazing. It's like if you are going through whatever Alan Cohen, situation, yeah. it, it's, it has everything you can find in a workshop. It's here. Like you just buy the book. <laughs> but yeah, that's the one that I'm reading. <laughs> awesome. Great. Alan Cohen is a great author and I follow him and his work is, is, is amazing. It's, it's, uh, yes. it, it makes sense. It makes, yeah, It does and it's easy to understand. Um, it's, it's not too complicated because yeah. I don't know, I don't know English, but if it's too technical or something, I won't understand it. Mm. And it, it's very easy um, to understand. Awesome. Great. So question number three, if you could meet someone either living or past, who would that be? My two favorite artists. <laughs> it would be, yeah, Van Gogh and Julia, just to tell them um, how much they have touched my life and the lives of many and how the icons, legends that they became after they left this earth plane. So I would definitely would like to have a conversation with both separately, but with both. I would love to, to know what it would be to just, find what was in their heads when they would do, I would ask them, what were you thinking when you were making art? Or what inspired you? The same questions that you're asking me, I would love to ask them too. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. And I'm sure that that will be a really interesting conversation uh, and a lot will be learned from, from those conversations with both of them. Yes. Oh, and Ibram Khalil, who wrote The Prophet. Mm -hmm. He came to me in a dream and I did not know about him until I saw his and saw his face and realized, oh, that's the face that I dreamed of. So I, I would love to have a conversation with him. I love his books. His poems are amazing. Awesome stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is really, really interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm learning so much here. <laughs> so question number four. Question number four. What advice would you give to the younger Lali? Don't stop being your silly, weird, happy self because that's the one thing that I stopped doing. And I'm coming back to by being authentic. But uh, since I was bullied for being different and being weird and all of those things, and I, I would get called names, and I thought that was that. And I tried to fit in for a long time and like blend with everyone. And I was not born to blend, I was born to shine. So I would tell myself, like, don't stop being that silly, beautiful, crazy, lovable girl. <laughs> Wow, I love that. Love that. I was I was not born to blend. I was born to shine. I love that. Thank you, Lali, for, for sharing that with us. Yes, yes. 
Question number five, the last one. What mm. can we expect from Lali in the next five years? Oh my god! <laughs> I think you're killing me, Cody. This is the hardest one. Well, um, I am planning on some things right now that I don't know if I should share them uh, with the world. But I am planning on becoming the best artist that I can be, and also I I I would like to keep writing and maybe being a speaker or wherever a great spirit wants to put me because I realized that I can give a message and I want to serve back. I don't just want to create art. I want to do something else. So you might see me doing something other than art during the next five years. Um, but yes, I don't want to give too much details because I want to keep the energy there. It's still forming. It's like a little seed yet. But yeah, doing art and something else <laughs> spiritually. I'm really, I'm really excited and uh, you know, super thrilled to to know what what awaits you. And I completely give you my energy right now to to be able to to manifest everything that you want um, in the future. Uh, and I agree with 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 what you mentioned about you know just keeping it tight because you know the best is yet to come. So you, you know, just being laser focused and things will will come. So giving you all the energy for you to to manifest all those things, Nadi. Thank you. Thank you to you as well, Camille. You have been a very, I'm very fortunate to have you in my life. And it has been an amazing surprise to make a friend in Dubai. <laughs> and, Absolutely. Um, you have to, we have to visit each other. You come to yes, Dubai, definitely. you go to Puerto Rico. I'll take you to all the beach, beaches around us. And um, yes, you're going to love it. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to love Dubai. But I'm very happy that uh, we've met even in this way, and that I was able to share this time with you. Um, like you said, we just scratched the surface. I do feel like that too. Like I could keep another hour or two talking with you and just talking about life. So thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lali. Um, we'll have yeah. another conversation. I'm pretty sure of it. But for now, unfortunately, the time is up. Uh, I want to thank Lali for uh, sharing with us her journey, her writing in her chapter, um, the, in, the, in the book, Authentic Courageous Humans Who Changed Our Lives by Rewriting the Story, out now on Amazon, digital and paperback format. Go ahead and grab the book. Uh, connect yeah. with Lali. We will place the... Um, methods that they, you can connect with Lali in the description in the podcast. So don't worry about that. Go ahead and connect with Lali. Uh, but for the time being, thank you so much, Lali. Thank you everyone for listening. Peace and love to you always from myself and Lali. Be blessed. Love you all. Take care. <laughs> Bye-bye for now. And until the next episode, stay safe, stay healthy. Peace and love from both of us always. Bye-bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in from wherever you are. My sincere hope is that this episode has not only resonated with you, but also given you some invaluable tips and strategies to improve your life. Don't forget to share your comments with me. As you know, I love to hear your views. Also remember to follow the Academy, follow me, my guests, and tag us on our social media handles, which will be provided in the description. Most importantly, please leave a review and let me know that you've heard this podcast and how it has impacted you. Until the next episode, stay safe, stay healthy, and peace and love from me always.